What is up, everybody? This is episode nine, week nine of NFL. This is Defense Wins Championships podcast. Uh, make sure that you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts and everything else that we're on. I'm pretty sure on Amazon and iHeartRadio, all that jazz. Uh, it'll all be posted through RSS. So whatever RSS has us on, that's what we will be on. But mainly Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at DWC2022. Uh, we will be making posts and replying. Uh, I was going to comment on the trade stuff that happened, which we'll talk about later, but did make a uh, tweet that got me suspended for 12 hours, so that was fun <laughs> as hell. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get into the um, noteworthy games. Uh, we got a good slate, six games, uh, a lot of crazy shit, a lot of goofy as shit happened a lot of um benchings a lot of uh first first win of the season for a team and then we're going to go into some injuries and some trades we're hoping for a little bit more splashier trades but hey, this is what we're going to work with and then we're going to round it out with our picks so let's go ahead and get into the first noteworthy game so the first noteworthy game is the atlanta falcons at the Tennessee Titans, and normally I don't want to talk about either of these teams, mm-hmm. but there were some interesting QB uh, scenarios happening. We got to see Will Levis play for the first time in his young career, and then we got to see Desmond Ritter get benched for Taylor Heineke. So the Titans ended up winning 28-23 to in Will Levis's first game. How yeah, do we Will feel? Levis. Oh, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, um, in terms of Ritter, Arthur Smith – was very quick to say we didn't bench him for performance reasons. Um, it was concussion protocol or whatever. But we all know how this goes. And then literally, what, today or yesterday, they announced Heineke would be the QB going forward. Mm-hmm. And Ritter cleared concussion uh, protocol. So Arthur Smith just loves to talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of the instances where blood just be yapping. Um, you think this is just a ploy? We did this so people stop talking about the Bijan investigation. <laughs> Man. After that, I completely forgot about that Bijan shit until just now. Um, this is this is uh, sad to see, you know. Uh, not much for my co-host here, but um, I do love the Cincinnati Bearcats. We both went there for college. Always have a near dear place in my heart. We'll be getting. That C. Paul tattooed on me and Bearcat for life. So it was unfortunate seeing one of our own not make it out. But I'm a realist. You know, this is this is a long time coming. Um, I think we see what we have with Desmond Ritter, uh, and it is not it is not sustainable to be able to record wins in the NFL. Um, I probably would have benched him a hot minute ago. It's not like you have a a scrub back there. Haniki has won games. He brings he brings juice to the team. Um, if you are lacking in passing from your quarterback, um, the one thing he'll do is he'll throw the hell out of that ball. So whether it's going towards your team or going towards the other team, he will throw the ball. Um, I think that the Falcons have enough on their side in terms of pass catchers that. I could see Heineke uh, 
excelling in this, especially with Drake London and Bijan and Kyle Pitts all having sure hands. I think that um, this is definitely a step up and not a step down. Um, he can completely fold and fuck it over from everything that I'm saying. That's that's the gamble that you have to take with Heineke. Um, but it, it was an interesting game. Um, Will Levis had an amazing game. Uh, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had three touchdowns. It's, it's almost like you should give the ball to your best player on the receiving end. Yeah, props um, to Will Levis for seeing, oh, I have DeAndre Hopkins down the yeah. field. Let me just fucking throw it there. Yeah, well, he was... The way I see that man through that ball. <laughs> yeah, was, deep was ball. Like, yeah, deep ball was crazy. I mean, his deep ball is great, and it always has been, even at Kentucky. He was just... The intermediate passes yeah. and stuff just have not been very good. I mean, we'll see going forward how he does. He got named the starter this week. Um, but yeah, this this game to me was more about what the Titans had going with Will Levis than Ritter mm-hmm. getting benched. I think most people saw Ritter getting benched eventually throughout the year. Yeah. Especially after they paid Heineke a decent amount of money to come over and be the backup. Um, obviously, it didn't work out for Ritter. Uh, Will Levis stepped into a tough situation, and he balled out. And I hate Will Levis. He went to Kentucky. He beat Florida twice, I think, mm-hmm. while he was at Kentucky. So, I mean, but props to him. He got a big dub. He found the playmakers on the field. Uh, Derrick Henry had a good game. It was just this, like, the Falcons, man, they just <laughs> – I don't understand them. I mean, they're one of the worst away teams in football for sure. Yeah. So you can pretty much chalk it up that they're going to lose on the road, but they're also going to win at home. And that's what keeps them alive, keeps them afloat per se. But, the, I mean, the Titans are a good home team. They're a pretty sound football team, and they didn't let the Falcons get away with anything this weekend. So, Now, do you think – uh, if Heineke had started from the jump, that the Falcons could uh, would have won this. Yeah, I do think that if Heineke played from the jump, that they probably would have beaten the Titans. But it's unfortunate they didn't pull the trigger earlier. When did Ritter get sat? Second quarter. Yeah. Or was it the third quarter? No, I think after the half he got he got sat. He only had twelve pass attempts. So, but the thing the thing that's so like crazy to me and when you watch the game and then you look at the actual stat sheet is that Ritter in his short time of playing had five sacks Mm -hmm. and Heineke only had one I haven't looked into what Ritter's like sack rate is or percentage Mm -hmm. but that to me speaks volumes just from looking at it on a stat sheet yeah. Why is he getting sacked five times in a quarter and a half and Heineke only gets sacked once in two quarters? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just shows you that he has no pocket presence. But like I said, I haven't looked at the overall games and I haven't looked to see how many times he's been sacked, if he's in the higher percentages with the with other QBs. But that, to me, was the one thing that stuck out to me on the stat sheet. Um... So, yeah, fuck the Falcons. Me and you both don't like them. 
but they yeah. do have a good defense. I will say their defense is yeah, solid. And I hate to say it, but they're a lot like my team. So <laughs> moving on, <laughs> um, the next game we're going to talk about is the Eagles at the Commanders. The Commanders once again gave them issues for who knows why, but the Eagles had to win in OT, right? 38 mm-hmm. 31. What a. Yeah. I'm I'm start like to me the commanders Sam Howe has looked decent. Mm-hmm. I mean he played a hell of a game. He was he had almost 400 yards. He only missed about 13 passes, four touchdowns, one interception. I think he's going to be all right. Yeah. The protection is not super great for Washington. I also don't like their head coach. I think he's kind of hindering the offense and the team in general. Um but the thing that really stuck out to me in this game in particular is the back end for Philly. I just do not believe in them. Yeah, um, it was. I knew it was going to be like a tougher game for Bayard to learn like the playbook and stuff. So I knew it wasn't going to be like like a crazy, like him having like a crazy come out game, but. This is a second time. And I mean they're only gonna they're only gonna play it twice, but this is the second time that Sam Howe has came in and fucking balled out. So it's not like we have um other people as opposed to like we don't think Sam Howe, I mean, besides like fantasy wise he is, but we don't see Sam Howe as a top ten quarterback, right? So if Sam Howe's doing this Who's who's to say like when it comes crunch time down in the playoffs, that's another quarterback wouldn't do this, you know? If like the well, if if he gets healthy, um, like hundred percent ready to go, no ghosts, Brock Purdy, or who's to say? I mean, their next opponent, I believe, is the Cowboys. Who wouldn't say that Dak wouldn't um, go off, you know? Yeah. So it's definitely a glaring issue if you're able to hold up. Against that patch rush, you can easily dot up this team. Yeah, dice them up. Um, so Jalen Butt, um, Jalen Hurts did have a great game. Um, shout out Julio. Julio got a touchdown. Um, AJ Brown. I mean, and we're we're gonna bring the throwback. Reed and I. This was about a, was it a year, two years ago, a year ago? We said. A.J. Brown is a top five wide receiver, and it wouldn't be crazy if you put A.J. Brown over Jamar Chase, which was blasphemy in our group chats. You know, how dare you have that? Like, A.J. Brown's, A.J. Brown's been six for a lot of people. Six, yeah, seven, and A.J. Like, Brown has had Tannehill throwing him the football for most yeah. of his career. Now, I'm not saying that A.J. Brown, well, it, you know, his career's not over yet. I'm not saying that A.J. Brown will have as good or a better career than Julio, but I see a lot of, besides like this, like Julio had more speed, but like I see Julio and AJ Brown, just someone that will just rip the ball out. And, you know, sure hands got two big ass mitts on the ball. This is the guy you need to throw it to in the red zone. If you need a fade, if you need, you know, back shoulder catch, like AJ Brown can do it all in space. He's dangerous. Like, this is a top five wide receiver. And if you had him in the top three, I would agree with you. 
He's he's been playing top three capable. Yeah. Especially with um Jed is out right now. Just Tyreek and AJ to me. Yeah, I don't have any issue with that. Those are the two getting it done. Um but like we said, I think the commanders can I think the commanders would be comfortable in moving forward and seeing further what they have with Sam Howell. And I think that the Eagles have a glaring issue that they need to get fixed uh, come playoff time because you don't want to have a bad secondary in the playoffs and leading into like a Super Bowl because nine times out of ten, the person that is coming out on the AFC uh, side, if they do meet in the Super Bowl, if the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl, Player coming out, the team coming out on the AFC side will probably have uh, a top five quarterback. Yeah, most likely. So get your shit together, Eagles. But hey, a dub's a dub, no matter how you spin it. Yeah, the so, most impressive thing about the Eagles so far this season is consistency and mm-hmm. winning close games. Last year, they didn't really have a lot of close games, they had to squeak by. But this year they've won a lot of games close, which I think is a lot more telling than actually just blowing a team out, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. So good on the Eagles. We had we do have them at number one in our rankings. So I think that says a lot about what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the Texans at the Panthers. The Texans ended up losing. The Panthers ended up winning. Let me reverse that because fuck the Texans. <laughs> The Panthers got their first win of the season 15-3 to in a very low-scoring game, which I really didn't expect this game to be low-scoring. No. Um, it was the battle of the 1-2 and two pick. Right? No. Yeah, 1-2. and two. Well, yeah, 1-2. and two. And Will then Will was, went Will three. 3. Yeah, okay. Will went 3. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Man, was, CJ, uh, like... It was nice. This game was ugly. <laughs> so ugly. I think this was one of the first games where the O-line for Bryce Young was decent. Like, I don't know if that says more about the O-line for the Panthers or it says a lot about the D-line for the Texans, but I think Bryce Young was really stepping into throws and he was trusting his protection. Mm-hmm. And he was getting the ball out on time. He looked more like the QB that he was at Bama than he has all season. Which is a good sign for the Panthers, but they still only scored 15. So they weren't finishing drives. Mm -hmm. Neither were the Texans, though. So two very young teams, two new coaches, two new QBs. Both these teams, I think, will be all right. Panthers are a little bit... I'm more worried about the Panthers than I am the Texans. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it was a... Interesting game, to say the least. Yeah, the uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young was making. I think it was good to see people watching Bryce with a clean pocket because he was making some like money, like on the dime throws um, that made you see, like, oh, this is why he won the Heisman at Bama. Like, this is why he was that guy. Uh, I think Bryce. Uh, I've been able to see Bryce. With that, uh, because I am an Alabama fan, so I knew what Bryce can do and the capabilities of him. Um, he's, I think he's easily the best quarterback I've had at Bama. So being able to see his 
uh, abilities on full display. It was really nice to see. They got their first dub. Uh, this would be a team that they would have gotten the dub against because the Texans are kind of in like a little spiral, but uh, good win for Bryce. It's a, it's a, you know, great, great to see my guy get the dub, especially against <laughs> uh, the guy who went number two. I think they are in different conferences, but I think we're going to look uh, on this. I just think this QB class as a whole, uh, I think we're going to look to see uh, further down the line which teams made the mistake, if this person should have been picked one. or um, So I think this is going to be going on for a long time. So it's good to see the Panthers get the dub. Uh, now there's no more undefeated teams. I mean, defeated teams. There's no more defeated teams. Yeah, I was looking at. Uh, I heard like Miles Sanders might get benched for Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, I mean Chubba Chubba did great. Uh, they say they want him in a bigger role. And That's Miles disgusting, Sanders, man. Uh, got turned into t- to kind of like the third down back, which is why would you give him all that money to do that? But you know, it's not my team. You know what I mean? Yeah, a few things I noticed from the Texans is, one, they need to get Tank Dell the ball more. Mm-hmm. Two, let CJ throw it more than 20 to 24 times a game. Yeah. I think they really just need to, like, and I, I noticed when I was watching them, like, their biggest thing was converting um, downs. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were never on the field in this game, the offense. Mm-hmm. It was just tough to watch. I was like, can we just get a first down and get some like momentum here? But they just never could do it. And I felt the same way against um, when they played the Falcons. Until that last drive where the Texans went down, scored a go-ahead touchdown. I was like, they just cannot get any momentum in this game, like at all on this offensive side of the ball. And I think a lot of that has to do with a young QB. Um, maybe it's a new OC, a new coach. The play calling might not be there. I don't know. It's just not meshing well enough, but I think the Texans have somebody in for the long run at QB. So I think they just need to let them throw it, you know? Yeah. Um, let it loose. I, I definitely do. I'm definitely with you on that. I do think that um, at least from what I've seen, especially watching the Texans, I mean, the Texans put 30 on my team, like, CJ Stroud had a fucking hell of a game. I think CJ Stroud has done enough in this team for you to go, okay, this, you know, we drafted you number two. The keys are all yours, bro. This is all you. Um, Because you got... Still there? Oh, God, you cut in and out. I didn't hear that. Oh, we good? We good? Yeah, we're good now. Okay. Um... I was saying that um, I think that they need to give CJ Stroud the keys to this offense and let him run it, um, obviously with guidance from coaches. But you got new coaches, you know, players. The Texans, to me, have already exceeded expectations. Um, I thought this was going to be just like, uh, like I thought they're going to be on the same level as the, the Panthers. Um, but they've, you know, they've won games. and. I think that they need, you know, you have nothing to lose. I mean, you have a rookie QB, uh, new team, new coaches. Why don't you just go out there and just have fun? And, you know, if you make mistakes, you make mistakes. Let them throw it. 
I think this is a perfect opportunity for, for CJ to grow. Um, this division, uh, regardless of like where everybody's in, it's still wide open. I mean, you guys beat the Jaguars, so we have the Jaguars in our top eight. I think there's six, right, in our power rankings. So, I th- yeah, I think, I think the Texans have their guys. So, just give them hell, you know, just give them more reps. Um, your run game is not good. But the blocking, you have a great running back. Let me not throw shade to Reed's guy. Dan <laughs> Pierce, you have a great running back. Just the run blocking. The run blocking is horrible. So I feel bad for everybody in the draft team, yeah, but the run blocking is horrible. But I think these quarterbacks will be fine in the future. These are, you know, I'm a big Bryce fan, and I'm a fan of CJ Stroud. Or what I talk shit about Ohio State, um, I've always been a fan of CJ Stroud. I think CJ Stroud's going to be a great quarterback. Same thing with Bryce. I think they'll be great. QBs of the future. <laughs> All right, let's go to a game that's going to make me want to throw up talking about. <laughs> the Browns at the Seahawks. The Seahawks slipped by 24 to 20 in this game. What did you see from Geno Smith that gives you confidence? Let's hear it. You know, <laughs> someone told me, albeit diff- different circumstances now, but this QB did beat the 49ers. But someone told me, you know, a long time ago before we started uh, the podcasting season two, the Browns were going to go in and beat the Seahawks at their home. And I said, ain't no way in hell that's happening. Look, look who came through for me. Look who came through. Let me let me get this let me get this guy right. You know what I mean? Hold on. Let me get this. You know who came through through for me, Reed? Gina. Eugene Cyril Smith the third. He came through for me. A man from Miramar, Florida, six foot three, two twenty-one pounds, went to West Virginia, second round pick, came back twenty twenty-two. NFL Comeback Player of the Year, Pro Bowler, NFL Completion Percentage Leader last year. Gio, G, Gino, Giovanni. Oh my God. Gino, Saratora, the fucking GOAT, game winning drive, JSN touchdown, dotting them up, a supposed number one defense. Gino was showing them what's up. Yeah. This is this this is he is him, you know what I mean? He is him. Showing them what's up. Browns fell like I like I called it. Let me tell you, you know how I mean? this game really went because clearly you <laughs> didn't watch it. <laughs> so the Seahawks start out fast, right? Mm-hmm. They go right down the field for eighty yards, score on the very first drive, and then guess what the Browns do? They do the same shit they've done all fucking year, and that's turn the ball over on the very first drive. That gives the Seahawks a short field. They score again. They go up 14-0. And then, after they go up 14-0, let me tell you what the Seahawks do the rest of the game. Nothing until the final two minutes of the game. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. But I'll give the Seahawks credit. They lost the time of possession. They got out-physical. They got outplayed by the Cleveland Browns, and they ended up finding a way to win the game. I respect that. Um, what hurt us the most was 
P.J. Walker again turning the football over. But this time, it um, we couldn't overcome it. Like the last few games, P.J. Walker turning the ball over has been okay because we ended up winning the game. We were able to overcome those turnovers. But it's time the Cleveland Browns change protecting the football because we are now the worst. I think we have the most turnovers in the league. I don't even think it's close. I think it's by like four, three or four. Obviously, that comes down to fumbling and bad QB play. But, I mean, just... I haven't been as mad at a loss in a while Mm -hmm. after this game because we showed up to the Seahawks, and besides the first quarter, we completely owned them in this game. Completely owned them in every aspect. Running the football. Line of scrimmage. Even P.J. Walker was playing better than Geno Smith in the middle part of the game, which is crazy to even think about considering where Geno is and that he's like a legitimate starting QB in the league now. It was just a very disappointing ending. And what are the odds a helmet deflection gets us a loss? That's just such a Browns (laughs) way of losing. (sighs) This one hurts. We could have been... Five and two, having the Cardinals back home for the next week, but we're going to have to just live with this loss. Um, the good news is about the Browns this year, to me at least, and you can probably even say this too, is that before Kevin Stefanski, hell, even with Kevin Stefanski the first two years, two, three years, if we went down 14 on the road, peace out. We're fucking getting blown out. In those games, mm-hmm. there was no coming back at all. And with PJ Walker right now, we're two and one, which is solid. And this team has shown that they can come back from a deficit. They've had to do it in the last three games of the season. The 49ers, we were down 10 to start the game. Um, the Colts, we were down, I think, eight at one point, and then. The Seahawks, we started down 14 nothing, And all of those games, we came back and had a chance to win the game at the end. So this game doesn't kill us. No one expected us to beat the Seahawks at home. I even picked the Seahawks at home because I had no faith in P.J. Walker. But he played a lot better than I thought he would. He is just a one-read QB, though. And that is probably in line with why the Browns are turning the ball over a lot. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, I'm impressed with what Kevin Stefanski has done for this team this year. And obviously the defense played a hell of a game until that last drive. The first 10 minutes and the last two minutes, they played a hell of a game. But the Seahawks earned it. Respect to the Seahawks are 5-2. and And I can't even talk shit. So... Bo gets, Bo gets the dub on this one. They called me crazy. I don't. I didn't call you crazy. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> they called me crazy. I had the Seahawks winning the division. Guess who's number one right now? Oh, yeah. That's fair. They called me crazy, though. You know what I mean? It yeah, I don't. It. I mean, that could very well happen depending on what Purdy and Shanahan if they can figure it out. Hell, if that defense can figure it out or figure it out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
I didn't think you were crazy to say that the um or I didn't think you thought I was crazy that I thought the Browns could beat the Seahawks at home. Because clearly we can compete with the worst QB starting in the entire league <laughs> at their is place. He, so is he the worst QB starting? Uh, I think the Browns as a whole, if you count Deshaun, PJ, and DTR, is the worst QB room in football, <laughs> EPA wise. <laughs> PJ's had more turnovers than any QB in the last three games. I'm pretty sure. My QBs are kind of ass. Yeah, I mean Steelers are up there. I think it's undeniable that the Browns have had the worst QB play the last four weeks, and we're still four and three. So, Coach of the Year, Stevin, Kevin Stefanski. Steven. Kevin Stefanski. He's going to be the only Coach of the Year that's going to get fired. He's not getting fired. <laughs> the man has done way too well this year to get fired. I don't uh, care what uh, anyone uh, says. Okay. Two and one with PJ Walker against the fucking Seahawks, 49ers, and Colts. You're not the one that makes the decisions, bro. That's true. He could very well get fired. And I will respect no other Browns coach unless it's Ben Johnson or Jim ben Harbaugh. Johnson is not going to that shit show. Imagine it. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is if Jim Harbaugh got hired at the Browns, the Browns fans would hate him because they're all Ohio State fans. True. Nasty work. But you know what? He's a proven NFL coach. We'll talk about him later, but... Let's go to the next game because this game is getting <laughs> heated. I went on a little rant right there. Um, the next game we're going to talk about is the Chiefs at the Broncos. The Broncos won twenty-four to nine. If if the Steelers just would have won that week last week, my agendas would have been at an all-time high. You weren't beating the Jags. Damn, they lost by ten. Yeah, but you even said, "What did you say to me in the?" Rankings podcast episode. I'm if not it wasn't raining. Shit. Yeah, if it wasn't raining, we would have been blown out. That's I'm, not what he said. I'm not saying shit. Not saying shit. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. All right, now let's talk about. Wait a minute. Holy shit! Because I didn't watch this game at all. I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at the stat sheet. Twelve of nineteen. That's all Russell Wilson threw. I know it was snowing, but holy fuck. Yeah. So uh, I did watch this game. This game was. Fucking fantastic. You know, it is crazy how the Was NFL it? is in the sense of we watched the Jets hang 31 on this defense. Like the Broncos defense had been the worst defense in the last like couple weeks. Turn around going crazy. And they fucking locked it in against Patrick Mahomes. And What's crazy to me about what's more crazy about like the Broncos defense did fucking amazing. Russell Wilson didn't have to do anything. Um, he threw a lot of the like he like he was like later down the stretch, he was throwing some fucking dives, right? Russell was amazing at the third downs and getting the first downs to come to run out the clock. And that's what you have to do. If you have a lead against Patrick Mahomes, you need to bleed that fucking clock. Cause if you give him time and we've seen it, uh, we've seen, uh, we've seen in the playoffs, it's a Pat Mahomes fucking 30 seconds to beat the bills. You yeah. Know? You, you give him enough time and he will, he will get the dub. He'll carve you out. So 
the Broncos doing this, like the game plan was amazing. And I think it is a hundred percent. It already was over at DWC, right? We've already said this plenty of times, but I think it is a hundred percent certainty that the Chiefs have nobody besides Travis Kelsey. There was a go-ahead touchdown for the Chiefs. Fucking Pat Mahomes through a you know, just a Pat Mahomes ball. Fucking beautiful. Up in the air to Sky Moore. And what did Sky Moore do in the back of the end zone? Claps his hands. Motherfucker claps <laughs> his hands, drops the ball. That shit had me nervous because like it was like you ever seen you've been on the recipient of this many of times. Um as a Browns fan watching fucking Ben Roethlisberger, you ever seen like a ball, like you just see a ball go thrown and you're like, God damn it. Cause you know, that bitch is coming. Like there, it's a touchdown. A hundred percent. We it's either, it's either way. We either go, God damn, like that's going to be tough. Like somebody's open or like, it's no, not. you can do nothing about it. Yeah. Nothing know. about it. You just know, AB's on the sideline running down. Like he's going to snag it. It was one of those. And Sky Moore just fucking clapped his hands and dropped it. I think. And I was a Sky Moore fan, you know, coming into the draft when he got drafted. I was like, okay, this I see what they're cooking. I think it's time. I think it's already time. I think the confidence is shot. I think and this is um like it's different if you have like if Sky Moore per se, was on, like, the Steelers. Because it's different with the Steelers, because the Steelers, like, my wide receivers get open because they're good. You know what I mean? Regardless of the play calls. You just have good wide receivers that are going to get open. But this is Andy Reid we're talking about. Like, this is one of the top three, if not number one guys, that's scheming somebody open. And if you can't get open, if you can't do what you're supposed to do, you have no use on my team. You know what I mean? It's like so I think Sky Moore, I think the I think it's over. Um <laughs> I think I think that the it's week over. nine it's over. And I think that they need to go ahead and get somebody. So like so so I mean this kind of just answered the question already, but you think they fucked up by not going and trying to sell high for a good wide receiver like a Mike Evans hell of Devontae yeah. Adams you know what I mean so what I heard on that um, and I think you can verify as well I heard the Chiefs were calling for those two guys but the Raiders and the Bucks were not trying to deal them it's crazy to me the Bucks are not trying to deal Mike Evans because they're going to have to like what, what are they going to do at the end of the year they must be cooking something in this draft boy that's a that's a it's a bill like to that's me a, that's a Michael Penis kind of draft right there. Boy. To me, you might as well ship them off and offload some of those bigger contracts so you can rebuild. I think yeah. they're just being stubborn. I I think they're honestly being stubborn because getting Baker Mayfield, keeping Bowles, um, keeping Mike Evans, all moves to just be mediocre, right? Yeah. My my thing with those teams, like if you're like that's who I'd want to um deal those players to the Chiefs, you know, the Bills, um the Eagles, 
Well, Howie Roseman is a fucking magician, but like the Chiefs and the Bills, like the Chiefs, I feel like the Chiefs do not care to part with a fucking second round pick or a yeah. first round pick because it's going to be so low in the draft, you're going to be searching anyway. So I was surprised that no like big wide receiver got dealt. Um, I would have even, if I was the Chiefs, I would have been, you know, trying to get Chris Godwin. Oh, buddy. That's a better target um, rather than like a Mike Evans. But um, Broncos, Broncos did their thing offense, defense, special teams. It was all around. Um, It wasn't as much as a snow game as people thought. Like that shit was just clear. Um, It did snow and like the day before in in the morning, but that shit just got cleared. So it didn't really affect anything. But. Russell did his three thing, three touchdowns. Uh, first touchdown to Javante Williams, then Courtney Sun, then Jerry Judy. It was fucking, it was lit. It's great time. Love to see it in Bronco, Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm. There's definitely I, they they can't be the Chiefs can't be happy with their wide receiver room. They just cannot be. I refuse to believe it. And whether <laughs> they didn't want to give up, like picks for the future like fuck it at this point like you know you have pat mahomes just go for the super bowl again go out and make a splash pit splash play and get rid of your fucking second round pick or something like holy shit i don't understand like i would have been mad if i was a chiefs fan with what they're working with on offense for yeah. their receiving core like it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me at all you're just wasting Arguably, uh, the years of the best quarterback ever. Yeah. 100%. At least, like, he's not, like, to us, he's not the GOAT, right? Of course, Patrick Mahomes is not the GOAT. But Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen play the game of football in my life. So, you need to surround him with... You can only make mediocre people so good before they continue to be mediocre. So at least they, they got two. They got two. They got two rings. So shout out Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's Broncos go to Let's ride. the last noteworthy game of the week. The Bengals at the 49ers. The Bengals won 31 to 17 in a ramping up Joe Burrow. The Cincinnati Bengals. Are they back? Yeah, once you guys uh, listen to our special episode for the power rankings that will be coming out, along with this episode, you'll see that uh, Reed is actually a closet Bengals fan. Yeah, right? fucking right. For what he had to rank the Bengals as in our power rankings. Um, not going to spoil it. Just know, Bengals Call fans will be happy. Bengals fans will be happy. Realists, you know, real fans, people that know ball will be like, "What is he doing?" And I'm telling <sighs> you, it's all him. It was all him. So, um, I'm gonna be real with you, bro. If I, I bet you, if I gave that man Brock Purdy a times table, like what you used to get in third grade, he was failing that hoe. I mean, he's still through for like 
300 something yards, did he not? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Bengals' back end is sweet. 365. Like, what? It is, it is sweet in that secondary. It is very. Um, I think the Bengals have an overrated defense. I think they're really good at causing disruptions and banking on that because once you give, um, you know, a top five QB good field positioning, it's going to make you guys even look better. But Brock Purdy was just making some dumbass mistakes. Like, it was like first or second down in the red zone, like eight and a little little bootleg out to the flats, had a couple people in the flats, you know, just, you know, time still left on the clock. It wasn't like it was like the last play of the half or something, but, you know, just a quick run out of bounds or throw the ball out of bounds, and he just fucking threw it for no reason right into the hands of Jermaine Pratt. Like, and I think Jermaine Pratt is an underrated linebacker, but, like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, I mean... You know? From what I saw in the game, because I watched a lot of the first half, was the Bengals should have been up 24 to 10 at halftime. There was a missed field goal from the Bengals, and then they fumbled on the long drive before the half on, like, the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. They could have very well been up 24 to 10. Not 24 nothing. I think I said 24 nothing. 24 to 10 going into the half, and then they got the ball back to start the second quarter and got a field goal. It could have been 27 to 10. Game over after the first drive of the second half. I think, I mean, the 49ers got to look themselves in a mirror and get their fucking shit together. Because, honestly, the Bengals own them in this game. And it really wasn't that close. Yeah. I didn't think, like, it was like... They lose, they lose a game. I'm like, all right, fucking nobody can be undefeated, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't have lost to the fucking Browns, but you know, anything can happen any given Sunday. Just a kick away from, you know, staying undefeated. And then they lost the next game. I was like, hold on. What are we doing here? You know, <laughs> this is another team that has bad record that's beating y'all. Hello? What is happening right now? Hello? Yo. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, what was that? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just went to like red on my voice connected. Oh, weird. We're good? We're good? Yeah, we're good. Right. Um, what what was the last thing? Just just that they <laughs> lost twice. Uh, yeah, you were talking about them losing to the Browns any given Sunday, and then lost to the Vikings. Yeah, lost to the Vikings, another team with a bad record. Surely, you won't lose a third time. Surely, you guys will have it locked in. You know what I mean? Against a good team, so you can get some momentum back. And they lost again. Rough out here. Yeah. Tough. 49ers. You got we gotta lock in, bro. 
Gotta lock in. I get you're missing um, your all-time left tackle, but and Debo, but this team's too good to be losing three times in a row, especially twice to two teams you shouldn't be losing to. So <sighs> we're cooked. We'll have to see. I think. I think after next week when we do, uh, we're going to do our picks. But I think after next week, I will make my decision. The next podcast coming Bengals. out, I'll make my decision on the fucking Bengals. That's fair. They play the Bills. They play the Bills, so I'll make my decision. I'll tweet it out. I'll, I'll let you know if I was <laughs> <laughs> if I'm wrong or not. Shall we move into the headlines, the juicy headlines? We got a few juicy headlines, headlines, actually. All right. The biggest news to me and to you probably and to the whole NFL world is that the Raiders just made a coaching change. Mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels got fired, and along with him, the GM and the OC, they cleaned house in that bitch. Now, um, what's his name that took over? Uh... What the fuck is his name? It's like Adrian? Antonio Pierce. Antonio, Antonio, Antonio Pierce, yes. Yeah. He's probably going to get a fair shot at the job. I doubt he gets it. Most interim head coaches don't. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this was much needed. And we've talked about this numerous times Mm -hmm. on this podcast that Josh McDaniels needs to get fired. Um, I don't even know who the OC was. The GM has been horrible for years. So... Mm -hmm. That's good that he also fired him. But the biggest thing to me is why Why did he wait? Why did the owner wait until after the trade deadline? They could have gotten mm-hmm. an early start to fixing this team and rebuilding. But they mm-hmm. just, they just, oh, man, Mark Davis, you fool. Yeah. He, he kind of fucked themselves. Like, yeah, I don't really know what he's doing right now. Um, yeah, Antonio Pierce was the uh, linebackers coach for the Raiders, and he got promoted. Um, so, yeah, it's not necessarily. I know uh, we went through everybody that got canned, but it's not a it's not a coaching change. It's an everything change. It's uh, you know, McDaniel's got fired, GM got fired, OC got fired, which I don't really know. I mean, McDaniel's was calling plays, so you know, whatever, but. Um. Yeah, this is in territory to me. This is charting territory. Uh, this man needs to sell the team because I think he'd just be bowling with his supermodel wife. So he cares, uh, bro. <laughs> he um. Yeah, but I'm with you. If we're going to fire everybody, we should have made some trades. We should have. Obviously, Devontae doesn't want to be there, so we should have made some Devontae trades. Uh, I think Max Crosby will be a Raider for life, but uh, definitely would have traded Devontae and got some picks if we're going to start this whole rebuild, especially if you're starting your uh, rookie quarterback over Jimmy G. So um, I think, like you said, the Raiders GM has been horrible. I mean, if you've looked at the last picks that the Raiders have had, like, they've been horrible picks. Um, the only one that was going to maybe pan out decided to commit crimes. So, and he's in prison for like two, three years. So, yeah. Um, it's just an all around, just bad, 
bad years. And at least he's doing this now. I mean, I think he should have, you know, regardless of how I feel about McDaniels, I'm glad that he is doing this now. Um, other teams should follow suit. Steelers and Bears. Um, <laughs> the Bears. Uh, your GM needs to go. <laughs> I've seen enough. It's been Cut like a year dry. or two. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. we can save that for. We'll talk about that later down the headlines. <laughs> it's, it's been enough. I've seen enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, McDaniel's will probably get another easily get another job. I don't know if he'll not. A, I don't think he. You think he's done head coaching? Like head coaching? Yeah, he won't get another head coaching job. This is his ones, second second yeah. stint. Yep. Just not working. So he'll probably go be an OC back at the He's a good right? OC. So, I mean, just fucking just be an OC. Like, give it up. Yeah. This sucks to suck. Just be a high, a higher paid OC and you'll, you'll be fine. You're still making now, millions. Now, who are the top three that you would hire to be the Raiders head coach? See, the tough thing is, bro, everybody's fucking hired. Like, Unless you're like in the trenches, like obviously Ben Johnson is like number one. Like that's who I would fucking pick. Do you first. make a play? Do you make a play on Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can easily surpass Michigan in a bidding war for fucking Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, hundred percent. But do you think? To me, to me at least, Jim Harbaugh is a proven winner at every level. Mm-hmm. He's shown he can win in the NFL. That is the easiest choice for me as an owner. Like, I'm going to Jim Harbaugh first. Over Ben? Over Ben. Well, hear me out here. So so the easy choice is Jim Harbaugh. You know he's Mm -hmm. a proven winner. He can win in the NFL. There's talent on your team. If he gets his QB in place, you're probably going to be okay, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's Ben Johnson, where you can go the younger route or another young coach in the league where um, you can go with, like, a more innovative offensive mind Mm -hmm. that can get you to the right place in a way. So I think that's really the dilemma for Mark Davis now, is do you go with the the coach who's proven that he's been able to win in the league, but he's been out of it for a really long time, and he also won't change, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you're getting what you get with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And he'll probably run the same fucking goofy offense he always runs. Or you could pick a guy like Ben Johnson, who is one of the innovators in the league. Yeah. Um, or Bienemy, who's another name that Mark Davis likes a lot. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, Bienemy, Kellen Moore, like those kind of guys. Yes. Um, the, good, the good thing about uh, where the situation you are in right now is you've obviously. You know, with these firings and the starting of a new QB, you're in tank mode. So these guys will have an input on what QB that they want, regard rather than having a year or two years of like, uh, this is where we just gotta wait till he gets his guys in. Like you need to make this hire before the drafts. Um, so they can make their picks and their like influences and suggestions. Um, I think the coach the the coaching aspect i think that will be easier you know there's a lot of um younger coaches and you know a guy like Harbaugh from college that you can choose from um the raiders are a big you know dollar franchise so i don't think they they can 
um, spare to spend money for those coaches. Uh, the harder thing for me is finding a GM. That's going to be the harder thing. Um, so they're definitely going to have to do their homework on that. I think with um, coaches, um, little coaches that we named, that's an OC right there, you know, a coach that calls the plays. So I think you'll be fine in that aspect. So, but the GM finding, I think, will be the harder part. Yeah, I think uh ah, man, it's tough. I don't know what the rules are for talking in season to coaches mm-hmm. that are hired on staffs. But if there is no rules like breaking against that, then I th- think I think the Raiders will find their coach in the next month. Next a, month? Yeah, I think we're already know in a month. Really? Damn. Yeah. But like I said, if it is like a Ben Johnson or B enemy, they're also coaching a team right now. So I don't know if they yeah. can actually have contract negotiations and stuff. Wow. Like it could be maybe like a verbal agreement or something. Mm-hmm. Like this is where we know this guy's going after the year. But it makes sense for Mark Davis to go straight to Harbaugh first. Especially with all the shit that's happening right now. Yeah. For Michigan. So that's what I will say. I think Harbaugh's the obvious choice. I think Kellen Moore, Ben Johnson are the more um, unique choices per se. Like it's riskier for those two, but also they are two of the better offensive minds in football. So I don't hate those choices. If the Browns fired Stefanski, I'd probably want a younger offensive mind. Now, um, I just did a little bit of uh, digging into like coaches and gms for the raiders um do you see i know with how the league is going now we want to be more offense but do you see mark davis searching for like maybe a defensive coach uh, for their head coach this is brian flores this is brian flores uh lou from the Bengals. it's about damn time he gets a head coaching look um so those two and then um or Jim Caldwell giving him another definitely shot. okay so ah, no way Brian Flores is the coach for the Raiders next year um Lou would be the only defensive coach in the entire league that I feel like would get a shot right now mm-hmm. and that's saying something I think it's moving more towards young offensive minds than it is defensive mm-hmm. but if there were any DC that was going to get a head coaching job I'd put my money on Lou yeah, of the Bengals, so uh, GM searches uh, assistant general manager Mike Borgonzi Bor- for the from the Chiefs. Um, I think this one's good. Adam Peters, um, assistant GM for the 49ers, uh, someone that's been you know talked with John Lynch, so I can see that happening. And then, and one I didn't think about, but actually does make a lot of sense. Uh, Don Apont- Aponte, um, she is. It'll be, I think it'll be the first, yeah, the first woman GM. Uh, she is the NFL Chief Football Administrator Officer, and she's been with the Jets, the Browns, and the Dolphins as an executive. So, yeah, you know, I, I do Making I, a lot of changes. Should yeah. be interesting. I'm here for. It. Um, um, you have anything else on that? Uh no, just uh trade Devonte, get some picks. I don't yeah. think Devonte wants to be on that team anymore. Yeah. All right, let's go to 
some worse news of the week. Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles right when the Vikings were making the division race interesting again. Mm-hmm. He will be out for the year. Um, it just kind of sucks because right now they're sitting at the seventh seed of the playoffs, clawed their way back from mm-hmm. what? what is this, three straight wins they've had now? Yeah. Man. Yeah, mine, I mean, my 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 co-host is, he's been a Kirk fan since they was on the fucking uh, Commanders um, way back when they were. That was when they were the Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins. Oh, my God. Redskins. Um, yeah, he's been, he's been a Kirk fan forever, so he knows, he knows all about Kirk. Um, yeah, the, the Vikings were giving me a scare. I picked the, like, the Lions to win the division, but the Vikings, they were in without Jettas. They were, they were cooking. Everything was cooking. Um, so this is terrible to see for Kirk to go down like this. Um, it's not, it's always not like fun seeing someone not as mobile even become less mobile because of this injury uh he did have successful surgery so props up to that prayers for him prayers for his family so this is a huge blow to the vikings this is your guy this is the guy that a lot of people play for jettas already says like he wants kirk to be back next year like don't get rid of kirk uh kirk is the vikings so i know that if he if they do move from him wherever he goes they're gonna be um playoff contentions because i think kirk the one thing Kirk does that has never failed, Kirk will throw the hell out of that ball. And he has heart and um if he could, you know, if he could play through this, he would, but yeah, this is this is tough. This is tough. Yeah, we it's love, just we love Kirk over here. We do love Kirk, my guy. He's been my <laughs> fantasy QB for like five years. <laughs> this year I actually didn't have him. Mm-hmm. So I mean yeah, very unfortunate. In other QB news, um, Kyler Murray is ramping up in practice and could be back as soon as this week. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, that's not like insane news, but Gannon said Kyler Murray has been itching to play. So we shall see where that goes. Yeah, this is definitely uh, good for him to silence the haters. And I am one of those slight haters. I do think Kyler can be amazing once he puts his mind to the game and i think his mind has been elsewhere but he seems really locked in so um maybe with the with the coach change maybe he's got him hyped up but this is good for anybody with cardinals players for the few that have them anybody with cardinals players in fantasy this stock has risen up because kyler is a great quarterback when he wants to be so and we were looking at the Cardinal schedule, and, you know, it gets easier. So this is perfect for Kyler to come back and make a push with the Cardinals. They're not going to make a push this year, but they're going to be. No, not into the not playoff <laughs> push, but, like, something to look forward to in the next season. Like, oh, shit, like, Kyler's back. Like, he's cooking. Yeah. Um, we are going to talk about the trade deadline. Uh, the first thing we want to get out of the way, though, is – one of the last headlines we have is the Washington owners or the new Washington owner are very involved. According to reports, they're very involved with the trades that happened during the deadline. And according to those same reports that Ron Rivera is, and the owners are on the same page for the trade. So that seems like a hint at 
oh, we're going to keep Rivera even with how he's performed and even with this year and their record, no matter what happens. How do you feel about that? He, he keeps getting away with it, bro. <laughs> he's getting away with it. Ron Rivera should not be an NFL head coach. I don't know how he keeps getting away with this. I don't know what he's doing, but he needs to go. Um, I do like, as long as it is, is it's healthy, I do like owners being involved because it actually shows that they care about their team. So Sometimes they get too involved. Yeah, I don't want them to get too involved, like fucking like a Jerry Jones or something. But it is nice to see that they're like, all right, like we're paying attention. We see what's going on. Like we're here for this. So um, it is good um, for Washington fans seeing that um, they're involved. Uh, As we get into the trades and what the trades happen uh, after, it is going to be weird to see how the commanders are now on the defensive side. But I like uh, where we over here at DWC. We do not like Ron Rivera. We do not think Ron Rivera should be a should be a, a coach in the NFL right now. So this is kind of annoying, um, especially with the hiring of the enemy. We thought this was the stepping stool. Like, okay, the enemy is finally going to be a head coach, but it seems like this is going to be the pair of Ron Rivera and the enemy. Um, I just think upsetting to see. I think Bianami should be a head coach. It's about damn time he should get an opportunity. So um, if I was the owners for the Commanders, I would not um, sell him short and have him leave and go somewhere else because this is not the guy. Yeah, I just think Rivera's time has passed. He's had success. That was when the league wasn't as offensive minded, mm-hmm. and now I just think it's it's over. Like, just move on. Be a defensive coordinator somewhere, for the love of God. Like, I'm, I'm just over it at this point. And Washington's never going to win anything important with him as the head coach. I just don't see it. I don't think anyone that's a fan of Washington sees that either. So, yeah, I'm just over it at this point. Um, let's get into the NFL trade deadline. And I'm going to name all these. And I'm going to ask my co-host here if these trades move the needle at all for contention from the teams that traded for him. (laughs) Will the trade actually help the team get where they need to be at the end of the season? Um, I guess I can go one by one. How about the first and probably most beneficial, in my opinion, Chase Young to the 49ers for a third-round pick. Was this an even trade, or did the 49ers fleece the Washington Commanders? Man, I'm always got fleeced. Yeah. Uh, this is great for the 49ers. Um, it was kind of weird because we're like, uh, okay, like we like we. I just think like this, the trade. I mean, the trade fucking benefits the 49ers greatly. But I'm like, I think it's more internal. I think you guys just need to lock in, regardless, rather than like, okay, we need more people. Um, it seems like, like I'm just like. Obviously, I'm not a finance guy, but I'm like, God, like, there's a lot of top dollar people in this fucking team, which, I mean, you can do a lot when your quarterback's making five bucks, you know, a game check. Yeah. So you can have as many people as you're on your payroll as well, um, especially with the cap. The cap is obviously going to go up every year. So it will be beneficial for the 49ers, but 
Um, I don't really know what the commanders are cooking, bro. Especially, especially when you talk about this other trade. Well, wait, yeah, uh, we can move on to the next one. Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second round pick. Montez Sweat is a pending free agent the year after, or next year, I should say. So this trade kind of looks goofy, in my opinion. I think the it was flipped this time. I think the Commanders fleeced yeah. the Bears on this. Yeah, definitely the Commanders uh, fleeced the Bears. I wasn't talking about in the sense of what the Commanders got back for this Montez Sweat deal. I'm saying in the sense of, like, what the fuck are we doing edge rusher-wise for the Commanders? I didn't think both would go. I thought one would leave and the other would stay. But um, it, 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 I, you know, I was looking at the death chart. And I was like, who the fuck are these people? So yeah, they got no edge rushers. I don't know if they're gonna get that. Like, that's what we're going for in the draft. Like, are we? Which is fine if you're telling me like, yo, we're gonna see one more year with Sam Howell. That's fine, and then you get an edge rusher in the draft. Um, but maybe like a Dallas Turner later on. I don't know. I don't know really the top edge rushers yet. Um, but it's like you got any, and you got a second round pick. You know, second round picks. Those are those are starters. Those are difference makers. Um, do not sleep on second round picks. Um, this is again stacking up to this Bears GM needs fire. Like what? What are we doing? Like not <laughs> only did you give this is back to back. You gave a second round pick that turned into Joey Porter Jr., which has been you know a great addition for the Steelers defense. For Chase Claypool, who's not even on your team anymore, and when he was on your team, you were on a losing streak. You had not won a game for however long with Claypool on your team. Um, he was just a cancer to the locker room, and I don't know what they're doing. And now they give a second-round pick for a dude who's going to be a free agent next year, and he literally came out today saying, I have to see what, what the Bears are going to do before I'm, I sign a." He said he's going to consider all his options. I'm which means consider all my options. <laughs> which basically means, uh, one, I think he knows he has all the leverage and uh, contract extension talks, mm -hmm. which is not good, by the way, for the Bears. Yeah. And like we said, anyone who said this trade was a good idea is stupid because, one, he's a pending free agent, and there's only, what, nine games left? Yep. So he's a nine-game rental on a team that's not contending for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You might not even have him after this year. And especially if Montez Sweat thinks he has the power, um, he's probably going to be gone after next year. He wanted to be on the Falcons. That's his hometown. But the Bears swooped in with a second-round pick, so he is not happy. Yeah, not happy so this is going to go one of two ways in both ways, are going to be fucking hilarious. And we're probably going to spend 5 to 15 minutes laughing our asses off next season uh, for Season 3 of DWC Podcast. Either Montez Sweat is going to get the bad, and we're going to be like, what the fuck? And he stays with the Bears, or he's going to play nine games, rack up stats, and fucking peace out. Yeah. And you guys would have lost a second-round pick for nothing. So what the Bears could have done, instead of trading the second-round pick, is waited till the season was over 
and then paid him whatever he wanted. And you still had your second round pick, but no, they didn't. And now what I think is going to happen is the Falcons didn't give up that third for him. And they're just going to end up with him anyway in free agency. Yeah. This is this is the beauty and disgust with everything being open in the media. There is no secrecy. There will always be leaks. Like, this man literally not even i haven't even seen an ig video of the bears walking him into the fucking facility and we already know that he wanted to be a falcon this is his hometown and he wants to weigh all his options before making a decision for the next for the future years of his career it's like he's retiring like <laughs> like what are the bears doing shit's a meme shit is a meme all right, let's move on to Leonard Williams. Got signed, well, not signed yet, but he got traded to the Seahawks for a second and fifth round pick. That is steep for a guy who is also a pending free agent. Second and a fifth? Talk about bad business. One, to me, this isn't what they needed. They already had one of the best D-lines in football statistically this year, mm-hmm. the interior and the uh, they needed, I guess, edge rushers, but Leonard Williams is an interior guy. Mm-hmm. And they just gave up a second and fifth round pick for him when he might not even come back after next year. Their real problems aren't on the defensive side. They're on the offensive side. I just I, I don't see I don't see the vision here by Pete Carroll and the GM. So I don't get it. Yeah, I mean Leonard Williams is uh you know, a great player. I've always been a fan of Leonard Williams, but like you said, the Seahawks didn't really need this. This is another one of those pickup swarm leg. Uh, okay, but um, Giants got the second round, and they need draft picks. So um, I think the Giants won that one. And it was funny seeing Leonard Williams say that he's happy that he's going to a winning team instead of just being on the Giants and being in hell. So that shit was funny. But <clears throat> um, I guess, I mean, the Seahawks, I guess, will have a better defense. But, I mean. They already have one of the best defenses. They already have one of the best so. defenses. So, I mean, it is I mean you can never work. add enough D-linemen. But still, like, that for that price, it's not worth it. In my opinion. Yeah. No. Um, The last trade we wanted to talk about was not as significant as the others, but Josh Dobbs going to the Vikings after Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. They needed a replacement. He's not going to start this week, I don't think, but he will end up finishing the season most likely for him. Just for yeah. a six-round pick. Yeah, the his six-round pick, and they got they got a seventh, so they got Josh Dobbs in the seventh. Um, this is just a mini bridge quarterback uh, that you can use and if your rookie quarterback doesn't pan out, um, he's serviceable. He'll win you the games when you play the – as long as everybody's you know on the same page, he'll win you the games um, that you play the bad teams. Um, but he'll probably lose the games that you play the good teams. Um, it's just we already know the ceiling of Josh Dobbs and we have a Josh Dobbs. So I think this will just be the QB until Kirk Cousins comes back. I don't know what the Vikings are going to play in at. For the future and like future QBs, because Kirk is only getting older, but especially after this injury that happened to him. But 
and Josh Dobbs will probably start uh, three weeks or three or four weeks after. Unless the rookie just plays fucking god awful week one. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe the rookie plays great, like Brock Purdy. Now it calls for chaos. I'm here for that. That does call for chaos. Um, Going back to the main question, I don't think any of these trades really move the needle a lot. Maybe yeah. the Chase Young one. I think that's really the only one that they added to an already stacked all pro D line. So, yeah. Um, the rumors on who could have been traded were more interesting than the actual trades themselves. Yeah, I agree with that. I just really wish the Steelers would have gotten Jalen Johnson, bro. Yeah, Jalen Johnson and Dory we Jackson. Fucking, we were fucking top three target. We are, he, they wanted a second, and we were like, nah. See, and your GM knows the value of picks. It's like yeah. the Browns went, they inquired about Jacoby, and they wanted a day-two pick for Jacoby Brissett with an $8 million contract. Hell fucking no. It is <laughs> nice to have a GM that won't sell your soul for a rental at all. So Wait, that is are nice. Are you adding the Bears GM? Yes. <laughs> Disgusting work, honestly. That was our uh, headlines of the week, though. Yeah. Now on to picks, which we had a really good week on picks. Yes, we did. Yes, I we went did. twelve and four, and Bo went eleven and five. It was our best week in three weeks. Week five to week seven was not kind to us. Yeah, we were in hell. But and we're back on track. Back on track. Uh, you're what one game up on me now? Two, two games. Damn, I just I got it back, and now fucking we have two games. Again. Yeah, but it's been like pretty dead even after the mm-hmm. first uh, first three weeks. I think I did well, and then I had a really bad week. Yeah, you're at seventy wins and fifty two losses. I'm at seventy two wins and fifty losses. So. Gotcha. So that is our picks right there. We need to do the picks now for the week coming up. And we start with the Titans at the Steelers. Pittsburgh is two and a half point favorites. Thursday game. Kenny the over under is 36 and a half. Yeah, this is going to be nasty. Um, I'm picking the Steelers. Whoa, I thought you were going to pick the Titans. Will Levis. No, 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 no. Will what? Levis getting his first start. At the Steelers, when dumb shit happens consistently, I'm thinking a big TJ Watt game probably. I just I don't see it. It hurts hurt you to say that. It does. Yeah, I don't I don't see enough from the um, Titans. I think the Titans go full sweep mode and get swept by the whole AFC North except for the Bengals. Mm. We know who you're picking. He's already putting it down. Uh, well, oh never mind. Trubisky's not playing. No, so Kenny, it's, Kenny it's said Kenny. he's playing, and uh, in the press conference he said he's playing um, from, you know, the pictures and stuff, and then I actually did my own research for once and looked back at some of his highlights and some of his plays. Obviously, something's going on with his ribs that has been going on for a few weeks. Here we go. <laughs> he's been, he's <laughs> been, hey, hey, let me have this, dog. He's Nasty. been, he's been, uh. He's been battling something. Uh, we're probably going to hear about it during the end of the season. Uh, Kenny Pickett has been battling fucking bruised ribs for fucking um, weeks, which, I mean, isn't surprising. I mean, my line is also awful, so he's probably getting fucking smacked around 
Um, but I do think this is going to be an ugly-ass game. And I do think the Steelers come out with this one. Okay. Now we have our first Germany game ever, right? They didn't do Germany last year? Nope. All right. This is the first NFL Germany game, and it is a fucking good one. The 6-2 and two Dolphins face the 6-2 and two Chiefs. The Chiefs are one-point favorites. You know I'm going Chiefs. Dolphins haven't beat anyone good. I can see them winning this game, but I don't pick against the Chiefs ever. Mm. This is going to be interesting what you pick. This is going to be interesting. You, you pick the Chiefs. I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, like like Reese said, Dolphins have won uh, a meaningful game against a meaningful opponent, and this is the time to get it. They catch them uh, getting absolutely blasted by the Broncos, and I think the Dolphins are going to be able to handle this. Jalen Ramsey came back. I think he'll be able to Locked down to whoever the hell is his opponent, which is going to be a scrub anyway. So, I think the Dolphins are going to be able to get the dub, and we're going to have some have to have some serious conversations on the Kansas City Chiefs on where they're going to go in their future. Hey, um, let's go to the next game: the Vikings at the Falcons. The Falcons are four and a half point favorites with the injury to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, this one's tough, man. It was tough. You know, both of us would have picked the Vikings if Kirk was playing. 100%. Kirk was cooking, and the Falcon, the Falcons just changed their quarterback. Here's the- uh, albeit, I think the quarterback's better than what they were starting out with, but you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, here's the thing. The, the Falcons with Heineke are better than what we've seen for the first eight weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. But me and you have also been god-awful at picking this team to win (laughs) or lose. So I'm picking the Falcons, and they should very well win this game. They've been a home team all year. They get to have the Vikings with a six-round rookie start in his first game. If they can't win this game, we're voiding picking the Falcons games the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Falcons, but like – if they if they lose this, like I'm gonna be weak because I need the downfall to happen. Yeah, but um, I do think I do think Heineke will have a better game than what Ritter can have. So, but you know, we'll have to see how this rookie. I've never seen this rookie play a full game in the NFL. So that could also be tricky for the Falcons. They don't know what to expect at all. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the Cardinals at the Browns. The Browns are eight-point favorites. Eight. You heard that right. Mm. Eight-point favorites with a 37-and-a-half over-under. Um, this one's kind of tricky because there is that little news spurt that came out today. Oh, Kyler Murray's feeling good. He might play. Um, that could change my opinion on this game, but I am picking the Browns. I think the defense will win us this game. Mm-hmm. If if we don't have three turnovers, this game to me is not very <laughs> close, honestly. But we've had three turnovers every single game, so I can see us very well being in a close game with the one and seven Cardinals at home. But I do think we pull it out in the end. It is going to be Clayton Toon's first start, also against one of the best defenses in football. So, yeah, um, 
Clayton Tune has the opportunity to do something fucking hilarious. Yeah. He can, he can do, send our season into the gutter. <laughs> if Clayton Tune wins this game, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to borrow uh Reed's Twitter. I'm gonna have to borrow Reed's Twitter and just see what Brown's Twitter is talking about, bro. Because that shit will get nasty. It'll get nasty. Forces will get nasty. The spaces will get nasty. It's going to be disgusting. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to pick the Browns in this one as well. I think their defense is just too overwhelming, especially for a quarterback coming in for their first NFL start. Um, I could also see the Browns fucking this up and not, not getting the spread. I think I've said that every single game, though. So <laughs> maybe I should have a little more faith in my team since they've done decent this year against bad teams. Yeah, it's just two teams that we don't really know who's going to be quarterbacking at the helm. Yeah, so it's nasty. Our our opinion for what we say right now could change um, depending on who's going to be playing. Yeah, the unfortunate part is we make the picks on Wednesday, and Wednesday's mm-hmm. the first day of practice for a lot of the NFL teams, so we really don't have the injury report mm-hmm. that we would have on Friday. So, um, I mean, Kyler Murray very well could be back. Deshaun Watson could be back this week. We just don't know. So, But if I was the coaches, I'd sit both. Yeah, I would too. This would be a nasty game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the Rams at the Packers. The Packers are actually three-point favorites at home. Mm, this one's what, tough. What have the Packers shown, bro? The but Packers the Rams, love. I mean, the Rams got blown the fuck out. Yeah, and Stafford kind of hurt his finger again. Yeah, the UCL. Yeah, um, but they're not putting him on IR. Is he playing though? No, he he playing, boy. Oh man, the one thing that man is is dangerous. Yeah. Um, man, do I think that the Rams will start a spiral? Man, Jordan Love has done nothing to show for me. He only plays well in the fourth quarter. That's it. Clutch time. Like, I've seen, like, Jordan Love has been just so up and down. Like, I've seen him make, like, generational QB throws. And then other times I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. I do think that this Rams defense is starting to get exposed. Especially after all those dumbass PF, PFF grades, <laughs> sweet on Witherspoon, like I've been said. I'm gonna pick the Packers. I'm okay, picking Packers. Okay, I'm Packers. I'm going for the spirals, uh, and I think Jordan Love, Jordan Love gets his shit together, and especially with the injury to. Uh, Matt Stafford, I think the defense is going to get after against him. Um, and the Packers are going to get the dub, probably like a game-winning field goal from, from Crosby. This Not Crosby, uh, what's his, Carlson. Yeah, Carlson. Uh, this is a must-win game for the Rams. They did start out with an eight-game stretch that was pretty fucking tough. If they want to get back into anything important, they have to win this game. So I'm going to pick them. And I'm going to hope they actually get their head out of their ass. <laughs> um, let's go to the Commanders at the Patriots. The Patriots are three and a half point favorites. That's kind of nasty. That's very disrespectful. What the fuck have the Patriots done? I'm picking the Commanders. I'm picking the Commanders. <laughs> Last time we picked the Commanders to beat a team that 
wasn't very good. They got smoked by the fucking Bears. Yeah. Um I could see I could see the Patriots defense has only gotten better. I could see Bill just absolutely scheming the hell out of Sam Howell. I know. This one's tough. But I with can't. the with the Patriots having Kendrick Bourne out for the year, uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to have someone come up with the same production as Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Commanders. The Patriots have no wideouts anymore. Yeah. I think the QB's better. More better. More better. I don't. This game is just <laughs> ugly, man. Just ugly, ugly, ugly football. I, I wouldn't be surprised. This is a coin flip, in my opinion, on who wins the game. Um, let's go to the Bears at the Saints. No doubt in my mind, I'm picking the Saints, especially if that what's his name, Bagant or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. He's playing Bagant or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, QB from Shepherd. Uh, I'm also Shepherd. picking the Saints. I think the Saints are gonna have a big game. I think that it's gonna be another 28 to 35 kind of game from the Saints. Um, I think smoke the them? Bears. Uh, they're gonna smoke them. I think the Bears are kind of just done with the season. Um, there's been a lot of players that went out um, and they weren't able to get out. So I think they're just going to quit, bro. There's what do you mean? They got Montez Sweat. Yeah, I think they're just going to quit, bro. Montez could just be, Montez can just be on like a little co- uh, college visit, bro. I'm just going to just show <laughs> up in the, in the fucking no gear and just, you know, I'm just going to see if I want to be with this team or not. Uh, they do go to the Saints. I think that's just going to be way too tough of a place to play for the <laughs> new QB. So. Oh, this is a good game. Seahawks at the Ravens. The Ravens are six-point favorites. Oh, man, I'm picking the Ravens. After all that shit I talked on the Seahawks. Six-point favorites is so fucking nasty. Um, yeah, Seahawks have shown me nothing that they can outduel the Ravens. Yeah, I'm also going to pick the Ravens. The Ravens is the second-best team in the league. Uh According to our rankings, so this could be a fumble from them, though. Yeah, this they always love to fumble some random ass games. Seahawks, Seahawks could, could, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game, though. <laughs> but I do see the Ravens coming out on top of with this one. All right, let's go to the Buccaneers at the Texans. The Texans are actually favored by three in this game, home team advantage. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna go Buccaneers. The Texans have slid the last two weeks, and I just don't like how they've yeah. finished I'm going to go Buccaneers. After that debacle to the Panthers, I don't really know what the direction of the that the Texans want to go in. I don't really know what they're cooking, you know what I mean? So I'm going to go with the um, Buccaneers on this one. This is a good bounce-back game for the Buccaneers. Both of these teams have been kind of spiraling, um, but – Tough it, schedule it a, for the Buccaneers, too. Yeah. Start the year. It is a, a game, a must-win game for both of them. So uh, I do think it's going to be a good game, but I'm going to have the Buccaneers for this one. Uh, let's go to the Colts at the Panthers. Why is this a 4 o'clock game? I don't know. But the Colts are favored by 2.5 on the road. Man. Can the can the Panthers string I something together? Can the Panthers string something together? I don't see it. I think the Colts are going to outcoach the Panthers, and their offense is going to be too much for the Panthers' defense. 
Yeah, I think the Colts are going to be able to run the ball and be able to set up the play action for Minshew to throw the hell out of the ball. So I'm going to go with the Colts as well. Did Jonathan Taylor get hurt again? Um, I don't know, but, you know, with Jonathan Taylor, you know. I mean, Zach Moss is looking like a top five fucking running back the way he fucking plays. Yeah, true. Um, let's go to Giants at the Raiders. The Raiders are still favorite after losing their coach, OC, and GM. They're favored by two. Yeah, I'm going Raiders. Um, if, nasty. If Danny Dimes can't play, if uh, Tyrod Taylor can't play, they have no chance of winning this game. You going to do it? Uh, you don't even know. Man, that, is, that is tough. That is tough. This is tough. So, so just, just throwing this out here, right? Uh-huh. Daniel Jones was a full participant. Today. Okay. Full participant in practice. So I'm gonna I'm roll with my New York boys. Hey. You're picking yeah, the Giants. <laughs> I don't know why that game is so funny. The, <laughs> the fact that the Raiders are still nasty. favored kind of shows mm-hmm. me that I think Daniel Jones is not playing, or at least they haven't decided if he's playing. Yet. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's go Cowboys at the Eagles. The Eagles are three point favorites on, at home. Is is that night or no? It is four twenty-five. Damn, we got we got three very good games and everything else is mediocre. We got the Seahawks, Ravens, Cowboys, Eagles. So we got a one o'clock game, good. Cowboys, Eagles, four twenty-five, and then we got the Bills, Bengals, nighttime. That's not okay. That's a good nighttime game. Yeah, you picked the Eagles. I don't know what I'm picking, honestly. I'm still thinking about it. Ah. <sighs> Would it be crazy to think the Cowboys could win this on the road? But they haven't shown me anything that they could beat the best team so far. Last these last two weeks that they played, Dak has been cooking. He has been cooking, and it's against a weak defensive back group for the Eagles. Dak's really only played like three true games against the Eagles. I saw that shit, and it was kind of crazy. Can their O-line hold up? I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Sorry, Nick. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm picking the Cowboys. Oh. I really, I really want to pick the Cowboys. <laughs> I do. I think, I think they're going to split, and I think they're going to split. This is the ways? One of the, they're the one of the few times that this will split a ways. That's nasty. This would be a big statement game for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Eagles have kind of been treading water. They did beat the Dolphins at home two weeks ago. Is Jalen Hurts knee okay? He said it's fine. <laughs> He's going to have to move Yeah, against this defense. Man. 
Nick's going to kill me if I pick the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Eagles. Just to be different. Listen, you, you, you don't believe in that pick. I really don't, which is kind of <laughs> sad. I don't know what it is about the Cowboys, but they're talking to me right now. Speaking to me. you? Yeah. They're what trying what, to get what are they that. saying? They're like, we're going to go in there and we're going to beat them and everyone's going to call us the best team in football, which is crazy because if they beat the Eagles at home, at the Eagles, everyone, it's going to be nonstop bullshit about the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. That's going to be nasty. Um, let's go to the Bills at the Bengals. 8.20 p.m. Cincinnati is two-point favorites at home. <laughs> Man. So the Bills, this is how the Bills have gone so far this season. Every team they shouldn't lose to, they've lost to. And then every team that someone said they would lose to, they won, right? Mm-hmm. And they beat them pretty bad, both of those teams. You picking the Bills on this one? Yeah, I'm picking the Bills. Wow, go into Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Bengals. I just can't. I just can't pick. The Bengals. I can't pick the Bills from what I've seen over the last two games that these two teams have played against each other. Plus, the Bills have so many injuries. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be like, unfortunately, we weren't able to see this game uh, last year because of the unfortunate incident that happened to DeMar Hamlin. So, we, did, we don't have any like recent film tape of like in the regular season of these two teams. So we saw in the playoffs what happened and Bills got fucking smacked. But it's a regular season, bro. You can be a little wishy washy. So I'm gonna go with the the Bills on this. I do think it's gonna be a great game. I think it's gonna be air raid from both QBs. But I think Josh Allen's gonna Get the dub for me. Josh Allen's gonna get send, the send them Bengals to hell. All right, the Monday night game, a real barn burner. The Chargers at the Jets. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites. I can see the Jets winning this fucking Same. game. Same. You know, I'm gonna put my faith in Herbert one more time, and I'm picking the Chargers. Yeah, I'm a bit the Chargers as well. I can see the Jets winning. I can see the Jets defense putting Herbert in hell. Um, but I don't think Zach Olsen can win this fucking game. So Yeah, I can see that. I'm uh bet on the Chargers. All right, that's our picks. How many did we differ on? A four or five? Um yeah, this was a lot more interesting than last week. So Dolphins Chiefs, uh Packers Rams. Giants, Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Bengals. So mm. four, five, five. And this is this is my time to either come back or this is my time to see. Like for my picks, I wouldn't be mad if I was wrong about some of these. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like definitely, if the Bengals lose, that's a bonus for me. I hope you get that one right, hundred uh, percent. 
I was surprised you didn't pick the Seahawks. <laughs> that was really close. But the Ravens, what the Ravens have been showing the past couple of weeks, I'm like, God damn. I mean, for that Packers-Rams game, we might as well blindfold ourselves, put two, mm-hmm. put 50-50 on a dartboard, and just throw the fucking dart and see which one it lands on. Because those Same two teams, thing with the Giants and Raiders. Yeah. All four of those teams have fucked us on picks this year, so I could care less about any of them. Tomorrow should be interesting, though. Steelers, or Cam Hayward's back. I forgot to mention, like, Cam Hayward's back. Um, he's on the active roster for Thursday, so I get to see him probably on the snap count, but it's going to be interesting. Kenny Pickett versus Will Levis. Yeah, nasty. Two future franchise quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, like we said earlier, there is there will be a Power Rankings episode drop, so there will be two episodes to drop. Uh, we're going to do that for the future. Um, so for the next, after four weeks, when we do our Power, power Rankings again, we'll do another um, two episodes. It'll be the, our normal podcast episode and then a Power Rankings episode. You guys can listen to that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, as well as everything else that RSS drops. I think it's Amazon and iHeartRadio. So for the listeners that are on that, thank you for continuing to listen to us. Uh, For the listeners that are on Spotify and Apple, also thank you for listening to us. Make sure that you give us a rating. Hopefully it's a five-star rating, and let us know if there's anything that we can fix or do for you guys, because, you know, we can do this for you guys. we did Eclipse a couple podcasts ago, a thousand. So hopefully we'll, you know, continue to do that and get up to two thousand and and even more. Um, but thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, you can always this will be tweeted out on our Twitter DWC two thousand twenty-two. Uh, also make sure to keep up during the night games for Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. Uh, we'll be releasing uh, parlay as well as our first TD um, bet. It's a single bet for first TD score. Um, we've been doing that. I think we're going to continue to do that uh, for the foreseeable future in the NFL. Trying to get some bets down, trying to win some money for you guys and win some money for us so we can continue to do this. But thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, episode 9, we're almost almost near to the playoffs. This is when games start getting good. This is when teams need to start winning. So definitely going to be interesting to see will be what happens for the next power rankings. So we'll see you guys. Peace.